0: So, as Dan said, um, it's Epiphany Sunday um, today in the church calendar, and that means we're remembering and celebrating the the story of the wise men coming to visit Jesus um, and bringing him the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So the Bible reading for this morning is Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, and Suman's going to come and read that for us. And as she comes up, um, you probably know that we have four different accounts of Jesus' life in the Bible, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And often the same story appears in two, three, or four of those Gospels. Um, So we'll often have a choice of which Gospel we want to to look at, and we can compare uh, the accounts to see what the other guys said about that story. But that's not the case this morning. The account of the visit of the wise men only appears in Matthew's gospel, so we actually have no choice. Suman is going to have to read from Matthew chapter two, verses one to twelve. Do you want to take it so that I don't spoil
1: the iPad? All right. All right. Matthew chapter two, verse one. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, "Where is the one who has been born King of Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him." When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people, people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, "Where the Christ was to be born?" "In Bethlehem in Judea," they replied, "for this is what the prophet has written." But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report him to me so that I too may go and worship him. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they return to their country by another route. That is the word of God.
0: Thanks, Thank you, dear. OK, so when I started looking to this story, I found there is an awful lot of tradition and competing theories and symbolism around, built around this tale. So I thought to start off the year we'd play a quick game to see how much attention you were paying as Suman was reading that. And I'm calling this game Matthew Says. I have a couple of more multiple choice questions for you. So all the answers could be true, but only one of them reflects what Matthew actually says. So we're looking for the answer that Ma- that's in Matthew. If it's not in Matthew 2, verses 1 to 12, it might be true, but it's not the answer we're looking for. So the first question is Does Matthew say three kings came from the east? No. Does he say three kings are called Caspar, Melchior, Belteshazzar? I hope you said no to that because there was no way those names were in what Suman read. But those are the traditional names for the three wise men. Does, he, does Matthew say three wise men came from the east? Does he say three magi came from the east? No, good. The answer is none of the above. Um, the, the clue is the word three doesn't appear anywhere in, in that passage. Uh, Matthew doesn't actually say there were three kings, wise men, or magi. There could have been, um, and we've sort of assumed um, that... Um, they were because of the number of gifts um, that were given, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But Matthew doesn't say that each gift was given by one person. They all could have given the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, or multiple people could have given gold, multiple people could have given frankincense. And there are some parts of the church um, where they actually say there were 12 wise men or magi. So that's, uh, that was that. And the, um, like the rest of the New Testament, Matthew's written in ancient Greek. And the uh, word for, that that is used to describe the wise men or the magi is actually seems quite troublesome to translate. Um, and in fact, most of the translation, modern translations now, they just take the Greek word and turn it into an English word and say magi. Um, whereas tr- more traditional, uh, older translations, maybe they say scholars, or wise men, or, or even astrologers. Um, what we do know is the word is plural. So there was more than one of them, but not necessarily three. And also, the word Magi doesn't mean king or ruler. Um, The idea that these guys were kings um, really comes from other passages in the Old Testament and prophecies that seem to uh, um, imply that. But Matthew doesn't refer to those passages. And if you know Matthew, and read Matthew a lot, you know he's very keen on um, referring to Old Testament prophecies to show that uh, Jesus was the fulfillment of those prophecies. But he doesn't refer to, the, to passages that, uh, that link this to being kings. So they might have been kings of some sort, they might have been representatives of kings, but there's no, nothing in Matthew, in that passage, that says so. Um, so we don't actually know really who these people were. There's loads of theories. Some say they were from Persia, which is probably the most likely. There were priestly scholars um, that followed an ancient Persian religion. And uh, yeah, part of their studies included astronomy and astrology, because they obviously, they spotted the star and they recognized the star. All Matthew actually really says is, we have more than one magi coming from the east, so we know they were foreigners, um, we know they must have had some social status and some wealth because they bought very expensive gifts with them. And King Herod actually took them seriously and met with them rather than just ignoring them or arresting them for stirring up trouble. So that was question number one. So let's uh, um, have a look at question number two, please. OK. So did Matthew say the Magi traveled to Jerusalem on camels? Yeah. Does Matthew say the Magi followed a star to Jerusalem? No. Does the Magi say they um, followed a star? Sorry, does Matthew say the Magi followed a star to a stable in Bethlehem? No. And does uh, Matthew say the Magi found the baby Jesus with Mary and Joseph? No. So hopefully you're getting the hang of white silly little game. Um, Matthew says the Magi saw a star, that they understood to mean that someone had been born king of the Jews. So they naturally they would head for the capital city of the Jewish kingdom, which is Jerusalem. And these are not stupid guys; they're quite smart. They're called wise men for a reason. So they probably knew where Jerusalem was, um, and uh, how to get there, because it was a pretty well-known place in that in the world at that time. Maybe they did follow the star, but Matthew doesn't say that. When they get to Jerusalem. Herod tells them to go to Bethlehem. Um, and uh, I googled this. I looked it up on Google's map and asked for directions from Herod's palace to Bethlehem. And it's actually about six miles south of Jerusalem. It's about two to three hours walk, even at the pace Suman and I walk at, We would probably manage, manage that in three or four hours. So they probably didn't need to follow a star to get to Bethlehem from Jerusalem. However, Matthew does say the star went ahead of them. And it stopped over the place where Jesus was. But it was a house, not a stable. Um, If these guys had come from Persia, or Arabia, or wherever they came from, they had a journey of something like 1,200 miles. It would have taken them several months to get there. Um, And by then, Joseph's pulled his finger out, and they're no longer living in a stable. They're in a house. Um, It's good news for Mary, I think. Um, so when the Magi get to the house, the only people Matthew mentions is actually the child and his mother. Joseph may have been there, or he may not have been there. Where he would have been, I don't, I don't know. But Matthew doesn't say. And if it was Mary on her own, I actually, uh, I really feel for, for Mary at this point, because you know, she's already gone through the trauma of having to travel as, from Nazareth to Bethlehem as a heavily pregnant woman. She's had to give birth in uh, in a stable and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All that stuff going on. And now these weirdos turn up at her door. Um, foreigners, you yeah, know, exp- and they start bowing down and worshipping her son and giving him expensive gifts, um, which is, yeah, for us, this story is really, really familiar. Um, but for her, that's probably not what she was expecting when she woke up that morning. <laughs> anyway, so that was my little game, and it, it's... I had it for a reason because it struck me as I was reading through this stuff. We are so blessed um, in our generation at this time. We have the Bible translated into English for us and we've all been taught how to read. Um, We're not stuck relying on or trusting someone else to tell us what's in the Bible. We can read it for ourselves. And that's not always been the case. In fact, it's fairly only the last few hundred years that... uh, Everybody in society has been able to, um, to read. Um, you know, so uh, we're, we're v- very, very fortunate in that way. And we are probably the first generation that can, out a press of a button, download multiple translations from the internet in seconds. Um, it would have been minutes when I was young, but it's seconds now. <laughs> um, and we can look up different explanations. We can g- l- listen to talks There's just so much online. We can even go and look at the original Hebrew and Greek words online if you want to do that. Um, We are so blessed. uh, And we shouldn't take that for granted. Um, We should make the most of it and read our Bibles regularly and carefully. So that was just a little aside. Okay. So we looked at what Matthew says um, or doesn't say. um, And that's all very interesting, hopefully, or slightly interesting. But how does it affect us today? Well, you'll notice that uh, the Magi recognized Jesus as born king of the Jews. But this is obviously not just any old king of Israel. I mean, there was King Herod, but the, the Magi didn't come to visit him. This is a special king of the Jews. Um, this is the king of the Jews that everybody has been waiting for. And you'll notice that Herod doesn't ask where a king was born. He asked the chief priests and scribes where is the Messiah to be born, the Christ to be born? Even he knows that we're not talking about just an ordinary king. And then we look at the reaction of the, uh, the wise men or magi when they meet um, Jesus, this, this child that they believe to be king of the born king of the Jews. And firstly, they're overjoyed at finding him. You know, they've had a long, tedious journey. Um, and that's been, they've been successful. They found who they were seeking. And then they bow down and worship him and give him gifts fit for a king. Even though they're not from Jesus' country, and so a normal king of Israel would not be their king, um, they come and bow down and worship. And so we've had uh, the shepherds at the Christmas story we have people from the lowest rung of Jewish society. Shepherds were really looked down upon in, 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 that, in the Jewish society. And they've had angels appear to them and reveal to them that Jesus is uh, the Messiah, this promised king um, that was coming. And now we have the complete opposite. We have foreigners, or what Jews would call Gentiles, those who are people who are not Jews, and if they weren't kings, they were certainly people of high social standing and very and wealthy. So we have Jesus, the king for both Jew and non-Jew, Jew and Gentile, the king for both poor people and rich people. In other words, um, we have Jesus, the king for everyone. So it doesn't matter where we come from, what tradition or backgrounds we come from, or even what religion we, we come from. Or how long a journey we take to get there um, or how long it takes us to get there we can all come and find Jesus the king but it's no longer a king who's an infant in his mother's arms Um, this is a risen victorious king seated at the right hand of God the father he's defeated death and sin on the cross and made the way for us to come back to God, and all things are subject to Him as King. Now, given what we're seeing around in the world around us at the moment, with all the wars in uh, in the Middle East and in in Russia and Ukraine, volcanoes erupting in Iceland, earthquakes in Japan, floods all over the place, um, I think it's really easy, uh, especially if you're after you have had the highs of Christmas, to feel a little bit dragged down, um, get a little bit anxious and worried about what's going on in the world today, Um, especially with the cost of living crisis, climate. I don't know what's uh, on your minds at the moment. So maybe it would be good if we took a little time out um, to remember and recognize again that ultimately Jesus is king. He reigns. And he does want to be king of our lives too and maybe we should take some hints from these wise men these magi whoever they were and however many there were and spend some time worshiping our king making time in in our busy lives just to come down sit down and uh, remember jesus as king and worship him and then maybe even ask ourselves what gifts Can each one of us give to him this year? What can we give to our King? Um, The Magi gave out of their treasures, out of their wealth. Maybe we don't have an abundance of wealth to give, but can we ask ourselves, what do I have in abundance? What can I give to Jesus as King? Maybe it's abundance of time. Maybe it's an abundance of hospitality. Maybe it's abundant music making or singing, whatever um what can we give uh, our, our king jesus this year so in closing i think the lessons we can learn from the magi is take a look for our king seek our king and when we find him spend some time worshiping and ask ourselves what can we give so shall we pray Lord Jesus, thank you that you are king, that you are king of it all. You are king of creation. Help each of us, each one of us, to see you as king. Help us to spend time to really let that sink into our lives and have an have uh, impact on our, 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 our lives. And as we do that, Lord, I pray that our reactions might be the same or similar to th- these wise men or magi. Lord, you would fill us with joy um, at uh, your finding you as King, and Lord, that we would come and worship and give our, yeah, from our abundance to you. Amen.